Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. say walk Hey! 
Hallelujah. 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 Good morning, Mount Calvary. Good morning, E-Congregation. We are so happy that you have chose to worship the Lord with us. If you would turn in your Bible with us to Psalm 141. I will be reading from the New American Standard Version of the Bible. O oh Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be counted as incense before you. The lifting of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, O oh Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Father God, we open up to you today. We cry out to you today. Father God, we ask that you hasten to us today, that you come by this way today, Father God, that you allow your Holy Spirit to rest in this place today, Father God. We dedicate this service to the one who deserves it and that's you Lord we lift up holy hands to give praise unto your name Father God for you and you alone are worthy Father God we thank you for this opportunity to come and stand before you and give praise to the one and only high God Father God we thank you that you allowed us to enter your presence today Father God now have your way in this service in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take me to the water.
Greetings, saints of Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. May God's blessings be upon all who are present and those who are joining us virtually as well. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you all to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6 and 4 states, Therefore, we are buried with Christ by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of our Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. I am Annie Williams, and this is our candidate for rededication baptism. My beloved husband, Arthur Bernard Nicholas Williams III. And it is based upon your profession in the Lord Jesus Christ. We now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Let the church say, Amen. I believe that deserves a standing ovation, y'all. If you remember the day, if you remember the hour that you gave your life, What a way to start off a wonderful service. I love Jesus. Oh, yes, I do. Say, I love Jesus. Oh, say, I love Jesus. Just say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Somebody ought to be able to tell. Yeah. Come on. Say, take me. Take me to the water. Take me. Take me to the water. Oh, take me to the the Lord. Our feet shall stand. Our feet shall stand. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Come on, are you, are you willing to praise and worship God with me? It's a simple song. My God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above every name. 
Come on, help us say this. My God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above. above every day. Say it again. Say, my God reigns. Say that. My God reigns. Say, our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign. Lord, you reign. Above every name. Above every name. Say, my, my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Say, Lord, you reign. Above every name. With power and majesty. Help us say. Power and majesty. Dominion, authority. Dominion, authority. You reign. You reign. That's all we're saying. With power and majesty. Come on, y'all. Power and majesty. Dominion authority. Dominion authority. You reign. You reign. It's a simple song, y'all. Oh, say my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Say, Lord, you reign above every name. Oh, oh, my God reigns. My God reigns. Say, our God reigns. Our God reigns. Say, Lord, you reign. Above every name. Come on, with power and majesty. With power and majesty. Dominion. Dominion. Authority. authority. You reign. You reign. Come on, say this. With power and majesty. With power and majesty. Dominion. Authority. Dominion. Authority. You reign. You reign. Oh, oh, my God reigns. My God reigns. Say, our God reigns. Power and majesty, help us say it. With power and majesty, dominion, dominion, authority. You reign, you reign. Hey, one more time. My God reigns. My God reigns. Say our God reigns. Our God reigns. Say Lord, you reign. Above every name. Come on, my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Say Lord, you reign.
Where you are 
the children for children's church so if you have a child from the ages of 11 or younger please have them line up Ms. Dina's there in the corner at the door line up right behind her five 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 and below five through eleven sorry five through eleven <laughs> five through 11 right over here amen thank God for all these children who have the opportunity to learn about him 
Right down here, babes. <laughs> All right. Get ready for our morning announcements. Hello, Mount Calvary. My name is Bethany Harbison, and here are your morning announcements. Unfortunately, there will be no free lunch Friday until further notice. The team is taking this time to reevaluate and see what comes next. Mount Calvary's church school department resurrection program that was scheduled for Sunday, April 9th, has been canceled. We apologize for any inconvenience that this may have caused. Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church presents Life After Loss, a facilitated discussion about surviving grief for those experiencing the pain of losing a family member or friend. This discussion will take place on Saturday, April 15th at 12 noon to 2 p.m. in the Mount Calvary Church Atrium. And the speaker will be Susan Good, MSW, LSW, who is the bereavement counseling professional at Hospice of Dayton. Refreshments will be available after the discussion. If you would like to attend, please RSVP to the church office at 937-268-6737. That's 937-268-6737 by April 3rd or see any bereavement team member to sign up. Sunday school is back. As of April 15th, there will no longer be Sabbath school on Saturdays, but we will return to Sunday school on Sundays. Join us every Sunday starting April 16th from 9.15 a.m. to 10.15 a.m. for Sunday school. Classes are available for all ages. This month's Deacon on Call is Mr. Myron Sandifer and Mr. John Gibson. This is the congregation's link between you and the Mount Calvary family. The number to reach is 937-422-9849. That's 937-422-9849. Also, announcements can be found on the church website under the announcement link and in paper form in the lobby area. This concludes our morning announcements. My name is Bethany Harvison. You all have a blessed one. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all be seated. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's not worth the extra effort. <laughs> we thank God for another opportunity just to be together again today. We bless his name because he has given us another chance to be here with the saints in the sanctuary, which we just don't take lightly. Uh, for those who are here worshiping with us in person in the building, uh, who do not consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, we would love to see who you are and where you are. If you don't mind standing, we'd love to see it. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's make them feel welcome. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. 
Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Cornelius Hagen's welcome home. Good to have you back from Florida. Uh, let me make just a few observations at this point in the worship experience. Um, our church-wide consecration, our fasting will begin at uh, on April 9th, and on April 9th in just a couple of weeks. And it will go through May 19th at sundown. Um, we are leading up to Holy Convocation coming up in May and, uh, and calling a fast not to make God hear us, but to help us hear God. We're going to push back from the table, and uh, I'll give you some instructions next week, but we want to make sure that that date is on your calendar. Would you keep uh, Sister Erica Joseph in your prayers? I told you that, uh, that her mother, Miss um, Betty Joseph, passed, um, and those, uh, those arrangements are pending. Erica is in Miami Valley Hospital, uh, Kettering, thank you, in Kettering Hospital. She had to have uh, two surgeries uh, this past week. Uh, certainly let's keep Miss Erica and the girls in our prayers. Uh, also, I, I got a call from uh, Miss Brenda Faison, and she informed me that Diane McCoy uh, uh, Diane Lawson McCoy had a stroke this past week uh, in Maryland and, uh, and they are asking for our prayers and I promised her that we would do just that we know that God is able um, Ernestine Marshall she was in the hospital but she is at home now thank God and Miss um, Anna Jones has also asked for our prayers um, she had a procedure this past week would you add all of those to your prayer list don't forget that uh, if you have joined recently and have not completed uh, orientation uh, those classes will resume today right after service come on back to the conference room and the team will be ready to receive you and, uh, and you can get your orientation completed Speaking of which, is Angela Allen here? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
trust Brother Martin with it. <laughs> yes, sir. Tell her welcome officially. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he said, I'm better looking up close. who gets baptized as a child or when they're younger or wherever they are in their walk with Christ gets the full picture of the symbolism and, uh, and Brother Williams said I get I get it and, uh, and wanted to do it again just to be clear not that it wasn't effective the first time, right? But he's at a different place now, and we're grateful for him. Brother Arthur Williams, God bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All of this is yours. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all didn't know this, but uh, during the Persian Gulf War, he found the first Russian submarine. He's a hero right among us. Good. Miss um, Parker, I saw you somewhere. Parker Winston, where are you? Oh, there you are. Stand up, dear Parker. Um, she, would, she would never say anything, but her proud dad will. Yesterday, she, uh, she played in a tournament for the uh, junior high YMCA league and uh, and she led her team she was the only girl on the court and led her team to a second place victory nicely done is Christian Christian Moncrief is Christian here? Nope. Okay. All right. I'll wait until I'm, they are out with uh, with soccer, and I'll wait until they get back before I announce that, so you can see who they are. All right. Good. We are going to Matthew chapter five. The choir is going to come. Uh, the living worship is going to come and lead us further in worship, and then we'll head on into our study for the day. Matthew chapter five. Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Raise your hand if you don't look like what you've been through. If I handed you this microphone, you could, your testimony is so, so complex and been through so many things. I love this song because it's takes our testimony and wraps it up into a couple few lines of just how merciful and faithful God is. 
you know this song, would love for you to be able to sing this with us. Hallelujah. Great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercies I see day after day. Forever faithful towards me, always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me. Great is your grace. Great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercies I see day after day. Great is your grace. 
scriptures it's here on the screen if you need it here's what it says you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your Father, as your heavenly Father, is perfect. Verses 43 to the end of the chapter of Matthew chapter 5, you may be seated. Before I forget, um, our two contestants, um, let's see, the figures boys, are they here this morning? They're not here? Um, uh, Zineal, is that the one that's going, Zineal? And then Elijah, Elijah, uh, pardon me, uh, Wortham, yes. All right. Well, they are competing tomorrow night. I told you last week they won our church's oratorical contest. Tomorrow night they are uh, they will be in the contest over at Bethlehem Baptist Church on Holland Camp. Um, is that open to whoever wants to come? What time is that? At six o'clock tomorrow night at Holland Camp. Let's keep those young men in our prayers. Uh, certainly support with our presence if possible. Well, today we conclude our series on prayer. We could go on and on and on, um, but today we'll wrap it up. For the past several months, we have only scratched the surface of what the Bible teaches about prayer. I pray that we have been blessed and enriched and enlightened, empowered, emboldened and edified as we have looked at the purpose, the power, and the privilege of prayer, as we have attempted to tap into the power that God has made available to us through prayer. We've looked at prayer as our communication with our loving Father, the way we communicate and commune together, our Father and us, but this morning, as we conclude this study, let's take a look at the commands of prayer. Um, and for those who are visiting, um, my usual sermon structure is an introduction, three points, or however many points the, the text requires, and a conclusion. Um, I know the mechanics of sermon structure, um, but that ain't what we're going to have today, all right? So if you want a nice mechanically put together sermon, come back next week if the Lord says the same. But today we're going to look at the commands of prayer because yes, prayer is about communication and it is about communion. But there are some commands in this whole prayer thing. I hear you. I hear you, Pastor. We've already studied that. We know that Jesus says not if you pray, but when you pray. Pastor, we already know. You already pointed out that for the saint, for the Christian, prayer is the expectation, not the exception. 
Prayer is the first line, not the last resort. Yes, that's right. But this morning, we're not going to look at the command to pray, but we're going to look at the commands about what to pray. All right? Um, children of God, not only does the Bible teach that we should pray, but the Word of God also teaches that there are some things that we should pray for. There are some commanded prayers. You see, there are verses that say whatever you ask, right? The Bible says you can ask anything. Yes. The Bible says don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Yes. The Bible issues a clear invitation to his children to talk to him about whatever concerns us. But I've got to tell you, we cannot neglect the things that he has commanded us to pray for and about. Um, the command to pray is just part of it. If we don't follow the commands of what to pray for, then we are not being obedient. Let me see if I can help you understand. On Tuesday of this week, before I came into the office, I left a list for my children of things that needed to be accomplished before they went to bed. I taped the list to the kitchen wall. I even separated it out. The things above the dotted line need to be done before I get back from work. The things below the line just need to be done before the end of the day. All of those things had to do with cleaning the house. But there were specifics on the list. The dishes needed to be done. Bedroom floors needed to be picked up. Towels needed to be washed, dried, and folded. Trash needed to be gathered and taken out. Now, if I had returned home and they had mopped the floor, that would have been great. If they had dusted all the furniture, that would have been wonderful. If they had rearranged and organized every closet in the house, that would have been amazing. But if I had returned and the floors were shining and the furniture was polished and the closets were neat and tidy, but the dishes weren't washed, their bedroom floors were still a mess, the towels were not finished, and the house was stinking because the trash had not been taken out, there would be some trouble in this here camp. Because out of all the things they may have done, even though they were great things, even though they contributed to a clean house, you didn't do what I asked you to do. And my brothers and sisters, while we are invited to ask the Father for anything, there are also some things that we are commanded to pray. And it is not our prerogative to overlook his commands about what to pray in order to pray what we want. All right. We can't talk about all of them in one sermon. 
There are several, right? James, Jesus' brother, he writes it. Uh, he writes in James 1, 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you need to pray. <laughs> Ask God. He gives generously without finding fault, and he'll give it to you. Then over in chapter 5, starting at verse 13, he says, is anybody in trouble? You need to pray about that. Then verse 14, he says, is anybody sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, it'll be forgiven. So confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that you would be healed. We ought to pray for wisdom. We ought to pray for the sick. We ought to pray for each other. Those are oughts. The Apostle Paul has something to say about what we should pray for. He writes to young Pastor Timothy. He says, 1 Timothy chapter 2, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Then he gets specific for kings, for all those in authority, that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. It's good. This pleases God, our Savior, who wants everybody to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we are biblically bound to pray for Jeff Mims. We are bound to pray for Matt Joseph and for Chris Shaw and for Daryl Fairchild and Shanice Turner Sloss whether we voted for them or not and we especially need to pray for our new chief of staff of city commission Ms. Verletta Jackson because she's ours we are duty bound to pray for Mary McDonald and Yvette Page and Tina Brown and especially for Rhonda Finley because she's ours and for Betty Gales and for Robert Kelly and for Ronald Vaughn we owe it to Judy Dodge and to Debbie Lieberman and to Carolyn Rice and don't forget the administrator who holds this whole county together Michael Colbert because he's ours we need to pray for Governor DeWine and for his cabinet. We are duty-bound to pray for President Biden and for his cabinet, whether we voted for them or not. Paul instructed us that we should pray because God wants everybody saved. Everybody. Paul also gives the command about prayer in relationship to speaking in tongues and worship. 1 Corinthians 14, Message Bible, if you praise him in the private language of tongues, God understands you, but no one else does. For you, share, you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. But when you proclaim the truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so that they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. The one who prays using a private prayer language certainly gets a lot out of it, but proclaiming God's truth to the church in its common language brings the whole church into growth and strength. I want you all to develop intimacies with God in prayer, but please don't stop with that. Go on and proclaim his clear truth to others. It's more important that everyone have access to the knowledge and love of God in language that everybody understands than that you go off and cultivate God's presence in a mysterious prayer language unless, of course, there is someone who can interpret what you are saying for the benefit of all. Think, friends. If I come to you and all I do is pray privately to God in a way only he can understand, what are you going to get out of it? 
if I don't address you plainly with some insight or truth or proclamation or teaching, what help am I to you? Here's what he's getting at. So if you speak in a way that nobody can understand, what's the point of opening your mouth? There are many languages in the world. They all, they all mean something to somebody. But if I don't understand the language, it's not going to do me much good. It's no different with you since you're so eager to participate in what God is doing. Why don't you concentrate on doing what helps everyone in the church? So when you pray in your private prayer language don't hoard the experience to yourself for this reason Paul says the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what they say don't get mad at me I'm just going through pointing out some of what the Bible specifically and explicitly says that we ought to pray for then let us take a look at what the master says. He said, I'm almost through my introduction. He says we should pray. Uh, some of it we looked, we've looked already. When Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, you remember, he said, here's how you do it, right? And he says, uh, then he outlines some things in what we call the model prayer. Jesus gives some specifics that we ought to pray for. Thy kingdom come, right? We are commanded to pray for the Lord to reign, for him to rule. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We are commanded to pray to the Lord for daily provision. Forgive us as we forgive others. You all remember we are commanded to ask the Lord's conditional forgiveness forgive me in the way that I forgive others Lord have mercy lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil we are commanded to pray these saints our Lord commands that we pray for these things but there are some other commands that he gives as well I'm almost through the introduction and it's about twice as long as the sermon Matthew 9 when Jesus looks and sees the crowd and he has compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like like sheep without a shepherd the Bible says then Jesus looked at his disciples and he said the harvest is plentiful But don't nobody want to work. There are people aplenty. But you pray to the Lord of the harvest. Ask the Lord to send workers to go get the harvest. Pray and ask God to send workers to go get them pray because somebody's got to go into the field there's one more that I want to point out to us today there is one more command that Jesus gives us to pray there's one more thing that he tells us that we ought to pray for and it is found in the scripture that was read in your hearing today and I got to tell you um, as I was looking I, to, to close this series on prayer out, I have to tell you, I was looking for a much more celebratory conclusion. But how can we say we're studying what the Bible says about prayer if we won't pray for what the Lord tells us to pray for? We don't get to skip the command in order to embrace our preference. And this is in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus has gone up a mountain. 
and called his disciples together and he is preaching to them. Did you hear that, preachers? He doesn't have a sanctuary. He doesn't have a church. He has no pulpit. But he's preaching where he is. He starts out talking about their attitudes and the blessings that come with having an attitude that reflects kingdom. By the time you get down to verse 43 and following, Jesus works his way around to saying something about prayer. I got to tell you, I have been saying, Lord, are you sure this is how you want me to end this series? Because you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But Jesus says, I'm telling you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, And pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. And that brings me for, to my sermon for today. And the whole sermon has been working up to this. So let me preach these last five minutes from this subject. Pray for those who prey on you. <clears throat> Would you say that with me, please? <laughs> pray for those who prey on you. Okay. Perhaps the hardest lesson in these several months. Welcome home, Cornelius. <laughs> Here's what he says. First of all, love your enemies. That word love in the original is not some sort of half-hearted, long-handled spoon love. <laughs> It's agape. It's love without limits. Oh God. It's love without condition. It's the same love, the same word that's used when the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. Same word used in Mark 12 where it says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Are you ready for this? It's the same word used in the book of John. Chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. Love 
your enemies the same way that God loves you. Bless them that curse you. Eulogeo, it's the word from which we get the word eulogy, meaning to speak well of, to praise, to pronounce blessing on those who pronounce cursing over you. Reverend, you don't know how they talk about me. Bless them. Speak well of them. Do good to them <laughs> that hate you. Jeez. <laughs> treat them better than they treat you. Look for opportunities to bless them with your doing. God, help us. <laughs> I was belly aching to a pastor a couple of weeks ago about some other pastors that I thought were not treating me right. And I thought that he was going to tell me, I'm with you, bruh. <laughs> he said, here's what you do. Send them something nice. want them to think they're getting over on me. They're not getting over on you. <laughs> Do good to them that hate you. And finally, here's where we've been getting to. Pray. I'm almost done. In the Greek, that word means pray. King James Version, it's pray. New International Version, it's pray. New American Standard Bible, it's pray. New English Translation, it's pray. Living Bible, New Living Translation, it's pray. Pray for them which despitefully use you. Did you get that? Which despitefully use Listen, sometimes you can be mistreated by mistake. <laughs> it is possible 
that somebody just was thoughtless or careless or self-absorbed and they really didn't mean you no harm I didn't offend you on purpose I didn't misuse you abuse you on purpose but Jesus said those aren't the ones I'm talking about I'm talking about the ones who do it on purpose the ones who despitefully use you who take time and thought and care and plan and devise to use you pray for those ones pray for the ones who harass you on purpose pray for the ones who wait for you to come in so they can get on you pray for the ones that trouble you on purpose I wish I had some real deep insight to what Jesus said here, but it really speaks for itself. But may I offer that maybe, just maybe, the Lord is saying to you that one of the keys to your answered prayer is to follow his instruction as to what to pray for. Don't talk about all the things you have prayed for until you have prayed for what he has told you to pray for. Maybe, 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 just maybe, you need to start praying for those who despitefully use you. I won't ask you to raise your hand, to say amen, or to even nod your head. But somebody in here knows the real definition of frenemies. Because nobody can quite despitefully use you like somebody close to you. <laughs> I am reminded of a story of a man from the land of Uz. You all remember him. You already know. You're halfway through the story already. His name was Job. I do wish that I had time to tell you the whole story. But the Bible says he was perfect and upright. He feared God. He stayed away from evil. He was wealthy in so many ways. He had 10 children. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys. He had all the servants that you could ask for. And the Bible said he was the greatest man in the East. And then one day, the sons of God met together presented themselves before the Lord and Satan was there too that's a whole different sermon there's a meeting of the angels in heaven and Satan is there too y'all remember the story God gives Satan permission start messing with Job y'all remember the story he ends up losing everything he had 
But he had these three friends. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. And, and first, when his friends came to see him, they just sat there. It was the ministry of presence. We know you're going through, Job. We just wanted to be here with you. And at first they just sat there and that would have been great, but then they decided to speak. And his friends, <laughs> they, it says, your fault that you lost so much because you've sinned. You deserve what you get. And then after they berated him, they start to give him advice and they wouldn't stop giving him advice for pages and pages and pages in the story to the point where Job says you all are miserable comforters I would classify these friends as real frenemies let me cut on across the field The Bible says after Job prayed for the same ones that were talking all that mess uh, <laughs> talking all that mess about him after he prayed for his friends after he prayed for the ones who had so much to say about Job and his situation. Somebody shout after. The Bible says that the Lord restored his fortunes. Somebody shout after. The Lord gave him twice as much as he had before but it wasn't until after the Bible says that he had 14,000 sheep now 6,000 camels now a thousand yoke of oxen now a thousand donkeys now seven sons and three daughters now but it wasn't until after the Bible says he lived for a hundred and forty more years so that he could enjoy all that the Lord gave him anew but it wasn't until after after Job decided he was going to pray for the very ones that talked about him after Job decided to pray for the very ones that mistreated him after God gave him much more than he had can I mess with you just a little bit can I offer today uh, that maybe 
Your breakthrough is on the other side of your after. Maybe your breakthrough is on the other side of your after. After you pray for the ones who despitefully used you. After you pray for the ones who took delight in your downfall. After you pray for the ones who had so much to say about everything you were going through. Uh, maybe, just maybe, your breakthrough is on the other side of after. Would you look at somebody and preach this close? Tell them after you pray, God is going to turn it around. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I came today as a prophet of God to tell you after you pray for them who despitefully use you, you will see everything you thought was gone. Somebody shout glory. That's what I came to tell you. That's what I came to tell you. That's what I came to tell you. We cannot conclude this series on prayer unless I tell you what the Lord says. And the Lord says, you've got to love your enemies. You've got to bless them that curse you. You've got to do good to them that hate you. And you've got to pray for those who despitefully, who despitefully use you. I know I'm on good ground. I know I'm in good territory. Y'all already knew where I was going. Can I give you one more example? Y'all remember Jesus as they led him up Calvary's hill to be crucified between two thieves. I know that you know where I'm going. I'm gonna say he died and that's the truth. But before he died, he prayed, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He prayed for his enemies. He prayed for his despitefully users. He prayed for all of us who were once at enmity with him. He prayed and when he prayed, he could die knowing that the best was yet to come. When he prayed, he could give up the ghost. He could give up his life because in three days, y'all know the story.
you but I got too much riding <laughs> on what the Lord can do for me to be tripped up with unforgiveness about those who hate me curse me or despitefully use me I got I got too much riding or I listen I've got some children that I need to see saved and filled with the Holy Ghost I got some thing I, I, there's some chains that I'm looking to be destroyed there's some bondages that I'm looking to be destroyed I've got too much riding on holding some against you Dion, you, how come we don't how come we don't see the power how, how come we don't see the power how come we don't see what we're asking is it because we're trying to mop the floor when he said do the dishes You can clean all the closets you want, but if he said take out the trash. We keep asking, going from place to place, church to church, conference to conference, person to person, prophet to prophet, apostle to apostle. We pray good. We can fast as much as we want. We can sling as much oil as we want. But I promise you that the Lord sent me to tell you that some things are not going to move until we learn how to love our enemies, how to bless those that curse us, how to do good to those who hate us, and to pray for those who despitefully use us. Let the church say, Amen.
a word from God. And let me just encourage you that if there's someone in here that you need to forgive, don't walk through those doors without doing it. Because in order for it to turn around for you, you got to follow the prescription. What an awesome God we serve. Jesus was headed to the cross and even in laying down his life that we all may have life and have life more abundantly and have eternal life. He said, forgive them. Jesus made a decision for you that day. And that decision was for you to live with him forever. But now is your opportunity, if you haven't already, to make a decision for him. So we have two calls here. If you want to get to know this Jesus, who can put in you the power to forgive? Then will you come? If you don't know him, don't leave here today without knowing him. Forgiveness starts here. The second call is maybe you already know Jesus and you know where you're going to spend eternity. But if you feel that God is calling you to this part of his body, will you come? Or raise your hand, sir. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and someone to come to you. Just raise your hand, someone to come to you. We have a hand over here as well. Amen. See, we don't believe that anybody comes by here by accident. So we're thankful. Salvation is for the whomever, whosoever believes, whosoever will, and whosoever comes. I promise you right now, I am not going to say these names correctly. So please forgive me. But we have seven children who has made a decision for the Lord today. So when I attempt to call your, parent, your child's name, parents, if you could just go through this door uh, to meet up with your children. And then for the remaining um, parents, um, we ask that you go back and pick up your children once the service is dismissed. Oh, last name is Ross Desmaya. Parents of Desmaya Ross, 11 years old. All right, amen. Chase Brown, five years old. Chase Brown, yep, amen. Braden Brown, amen. Micah Hill. Micah Hill. Micaiah Vine Sherman. Carly Little. 
and Jamaica Martin. Let's praise God for all of those souls, children that have come to him today. Hallelujah. Also for our e-congregation, if this is a day that you have decided that you also want to be a part of the body of Christ, put it in the comments. Somebody will reach out to you. If you like to be baptized, just like Brother Williams here was again, because you understand the power and the weight of that decision, just let us know whether you're in the e-congregation or here. So now it's time for our tithes and our offering. Mount Calvary is on its way to being a 100% tithing church. Yes, that's worth celebrating. We have several ways that you can give, and let's be reminded that although we're coming out of COVID, we still feel the effects of COVID. So whether you're here or part of the e-congregation, be mindful to give an offering as well to Benevolence and the Vision to Victory Project, which is rebuilding that once bowling alley over there. So you can text to give. The number is 855-908-0712. You can also give via Cash App, dollar sign, M-T-C-A-M-B-C. Or if you have the app Givelify, Givelify you, all you have to do is download it, tap, and actually since you're in the building, it will bring up this place of worship, and then you can just give that way and select done. But there are some of us who still like giving cash and writing checks and doing it the old-fashioned way. You can do it that way as well. Just hand it to the deacons on your way out. All hearts and minds are clear. Amen. Stand for the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the all-wise and mighty God. Be grace and dominion and glory forever and ever. Amen.